What would it be like to live in a world where there would be no level two, level three, level four office visits, where you wouldn't have to um, figure out uh, what the nature of the presenting complaint was and uh, go through the audit process uh, to make sure that you were, uh, were meeting all the requirements? Um, what would it be like to live in a world where you didn't have to do seven out of ten review of systems or make sure that you hit two physical exam components? What would that world be like? Well, we are about to find out because the federal government just uh, announced that uh, it intends on January 1st, 2019 to do away with E&M codes completely. No transition, no educational period, 40 years of evaluation and management-based uh, compensation and payments uh, all gone. Gone with the wind. And as Medicare goes, the private insurers will quickly follow if they don't do it at the same time. This is an enormous change with enormous implications in, um, in the life of physicians and the lives of patients. Um, the first lesson uh, that we can draw from this is that it doesn't matter what bureaucratic um, or statistical system that is in place to adjust the flow of dollars. Uh, it doesn't matter how long that's been around. It doesn't matter uh, how much, how invested um, uh, people are in the system. Uh, that system can and will change. And that could happen very, very quickly with very little notice. Uh, I'm an expert witness in healthcare fraud, and one of my uh, specialities is uh, is compliance systems. I have multiple cer certifications in coding, and uh, I can tell you that after January 1st, all that expertise uh, is gone with the wind. Uh, it doesn't mean anything. And it makes you wonder, uh, with all of the emphasis on the patient-centered medical home and on MACRA and on MIPS uh, and how those systems work and all the angst and stress and worry that's associated with this and all the changes and all the investments in the electronic health record uh, and trying to meet all of these uh, uh, metric marks, um, all of those rules could be gone with the wind too, uh, perhaps in the very near future. Um, what we do know if this uh, proposal is adopted is that physicians are going to get the paid get paid the same uh, for uh, each office visit, regardless of what they do. So if they see a patient for a code cold, they'll get paid a specific amount of money. If they see a patient for uh, uh, someone who's suicidal or someone with complex cancer, they'll get paid the same amount of money. Uh, it doesn't matter. It's going to be the patient visit that is going to be the uh, determining factor of whether or not a physician gets paid, not what was dealt with during the patient visit. And uh, that is coming uh, when, when this uh, proposal gets approved. Um, and uh, the only question that's left is what are physicians and patients going to do about it? Because what's going to happen is that physicians who now game the uh, the the data part of the p 
payment system, you know, by making sure they document that one extra review of systems or making sure that, uh, you know, they add that extra diagnosis so that they can uh, uh, upcode, upcode in a compliant manner. Well, those same physicians now, instead of gaming the data, are going to game their patients. Uh, they're going to see, uh, preferentially see, the patients with uh, the uh, quick or brief illnesses that they can deal with rapidly so they can get to the next patient. And if the patient comes in with a complex problem, they're only going to be able to deal with one of those problems. And then they will move on uh, to the next patient and possibly to have the patient come back the next day. Uh, that's the way that uh, that this system rewards fee-for-service work. The metric is not how sick the patient are, is or how well you can document it. The metric is uh, how quick you can get the patient in the door and out the door. And uh, physicians are going to adjust their practice patterns that way. And they're going to do it because organizations are going to force them to. Right now, physicians are paid by uh, RBVs, which are based on levels of service. Each level of service has an associated RBV associate, uh, uh, attached to it. And if uh, there are no more levels of service, every RBV will be the same. And if that's the case, then the uh, organizations uh, are going to push the doctors to uh, be productive as defined by seeing more patients. So if you're an employed physician and you feel like you're on the treadmill now, well, buy some new shoes because, man, you have not seen anything yet. At least if you had a slow day where you only saw 14 or 15 patients, you could tell your administrator, hey, they were all really sick. They were all level fours, level fives. It took me time to uh, get through them. Well, that ain't going to happen anymore. Because what the leadership and the administration are going to be interested in is physician uh, productivity maintenance. And they're going to define productivity now, since there's a flat rate per visit, by how many visits. Uh, treat them and street them. And again, if you think that uh, you're on the treadmill now uh, working for these folks, just you wait. Uh, they're going to require you to see a significantly more patients uh, in order to meet uh, what they perceive as your quota. Now, if you're a patient, um, the uh, situation is kind of flipped. Uh, if you have a chronic disease, any chronic disease at all, okay, then uh, um, you would be insane to get your Medicare in a traditional fee-for-service uh, system because uh, the doctors that take care of you, they will have no interest in spending any time with you. Okay, they're only getting paid uh, uh, per uh, per visit, so they're not going to have any interest in spending time talking with you. The only system that's out there to take care of chronically ill patients, even patients with a single, well-controlled uh, early chronic illness, is going to be Medicare Advantage. And so, as a patient, you have to take a look at these. Uh, um, uh, these programs seriously, especially since uh, Medicare has eliminated uh, first dollar coverage from Medigap insurances in traditional Medicare starting in uh, 2019. Uh, this is clearly, once the educational uh, uh, system makes the rounds, this is clearly going to send uh, Medicare Advantage enrollment through the roof. You would be a fool not to go into Medicare Advantage when the alternative is a doctor that gets paid per visit. So that's how uh, that's how 
I see things right now, uh, the day that this information was released, um, I think that it, uh, these changes reflect um, the uh, the limited value in uh, deep investment in uh, how payment systems work because they can they can change so quickly. I think uh, physicians are going to change their practice patterns uh, to uh, take care of only simple problems or at most a single problem per visit. I think healthcare organizations are going to press their employed physicians to run on that treadmill as hard as they can uh, because the uh, the only metric that's going to matter to them is how many patients they can get through the door. And I think that uh, Medicare and uh, Advantage enrollment is going to soar, soar. Uh, the only mature market uh, in Medicare Advantage in the country right now is in California, and it's kind of plateaued at uh, at forty percent of uh, of the eligible Medicare patients signing up for Medicare Advantage, and getting additional uh, patients beyond that forty percent has proven expensive for the insurance companies. Well, I would be surprised if it uh, tops out at anything less than sixty percent with this change. So, if you're a patient. Talk to your insurance home. If you're a doctor, uh, start uh, preparing yourself for the brave new world to come. And if you're an administrator, just remember to uh, not invest too much time, money, and emotion in these new payment changes because they could go away a lot faster than they came on. Keep watching uh, my social media and my blog postings and my newsletters for uh, uh, up-to-the-moment uh insight uh, and uh, evaluation of these changes uh, because I'll be right on top of it. Uh, This has huge implications for patients, organizations, and doctors alike. And uh, uh, I want to uh, help all of you uh, deal with the fallout so all of us can succeed. Thank you.